Welcome back to the TV Talk Machine Podcast, episode 125. I'm Jason Snell across the internet for me, your host, chief TV critic at The Hollywood Reporter, Mr. Tim Goodman. Hello. Woohoo! Hey, Jason. Uh, it's good to be here on Saturday in Australia talking to you. <laughs> That's a nice change of pace there. Yeah, a little, little Saturday action mm-hmm. here for those in Australia. And also, happy autumn to, to you, because in Australia, it has also just turned autumn. So the autumn. leaves will be turning orange. Um, I don't think they call it fall there. So huh. I said autumn. The leaves autumn. will turn orange. The drop bears will be orange. <laughs> I was going to say, can you see the drop bears better in yes. like orange trees? Yes, you more? can. Okay. All yeah. right. As the trees, as the deciduous trees in Australia lose their leaves, dro- drop bears are revealed. Oh, that's good. That may be a good time to go. It's actually. the most beautiful time. Yeah. And, yeah. and the orange leaves, but the bad news is the orange leaves, once they fall and they land on the ground, <laughs> they uh they hide the snakes so <laughs> oh yes that's that so good tremendous. all the python snakes and spiders are then covered mm-hmm. yeah and they're then they're camouflaged but it's bad for the drop bears so i am never going to australia probably wise probably wise decision i want to live so uh, what what do we uh what do we have to talk about you reviewed harlots on hulu i did mm-hmm. yeah so it's uh well, it's interesting. It's, um, again, only two episodes, like I say in the review, which is always, it's okay. It's a little bit of a struggle. You want to see more. Um, I like it. It's an all-female production, uh, female creators, writers, directors, and I think like 99% of the producers are women as well. Um, and they're taking a look at uh, uh, prostitution and the sex trade in 1763 London. Hmm. Um where, according to their research, one in every five women was involved in the sex trade. And so it's basically less a look at that. I mean, they've stripped out all the kind of like their titillation stuff. I mean, there's sex in their prostitutes or sex and there's all kinds of stuff. Um, and there's periphery characters, I'm sure, who will eventually have sex. But it's not uh, like you're not going to be leering at it. Um, it's just very gritty. It's a, uh, it's basically a, like a... A story about a battle between two what they call boarding houses, which are whorehouses, and um, they're just like uh, wanting to get to the nitty gritty of that drama. So they basically say, tell you right away, hey, this is going to be like uh, cheap sex in back alleys and gross people uh, having kind of like gross sex next to people who are vomiting or dying of some weird disease from nineteen from seventeen sixty three. So it's really not. Um, uh, sexy, but it's a pretty good drama, and I really liked it. I thought uh, you know Samantha Morton is the star. Uh, Leslie Manville is just really good. Uh, there's obviously um, Lady Sybil um, from uh, Downton Abbey is there, and I just thought like it's pretty good. I, I wanted to see more because the only thing that struck me as a little odd is that they tried to mm, in this in this costume drama setting they they throw in a lot of contemporary music. And it works sometimes, and then sometimes it doesn't work. So two episodes was not enough to see if they got the tone right going forward, but I thought there's potential there. So this is dropping on Hulu, so are they doing the the one episode a week thing? I think they do do that. Yeah, it's weird. I it's I, That's one thing I don't remember. But Hulu has, only in rare cases, I think, have they dropped the full load of things. So it's probably just once a week. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it says watch series premiere, and there's only one episode posted. Yeah, so yeah, so they're going to be new episodes week. Wednesdays. So uh, that's that's how Hulu does it, like old school. I think, th- 
Yeah, I like it. I like it that way. They've done a couple where they've done the, all of them, but uh, for the most part, they 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 do weekly. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. So maybe they just don't have episodes for you to see yet. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe they don't. Right maybe they the never had a third episode. Right. Yeah. No, that sounds cool. That sounds like a like a cool idea. Um, and like you said in your review, taking the sexy out of it allows them to kind of steer out of that and and address the rest of the storyline and have yeah. it be less. Yeah, and it's funny. And... It has funny moments. It has uh, serious moments. It's pretty good drama. I thought, okay, uh, let's see, let's see what this battle between you know society and uh, it's it looks pretty good. Uh, I um, it's it's at least it's different from anything else on TV right now, and that's good. I'm always I'm always a big fan of something different, from whether it's Mad Men and the advertising agency or Legion with its craziness. Uh, I'm 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 big mm-hmm. on something that's different. Well, we should talk about Legion. You wrote a, a a reporter's notebook, critic's notebook. Sorry, you're not a reporter; you're a critic. So it's a critic's critic. notebook. Yep. I always call mm-hmm. these reporters notebooks, but <laughs> I know. that that uh, betrays my background um about legion legion uh its eighth and final episode of its first season aired this week and we'll try to dance around the spoiler part of it but you wrote a nice piece about um the just sort of like praising legion one as it as it goes off for for another year about how kind of weird and brilliant it it is and you know i couldn't agree more It, it it is it is pretty great yeah and and i can do this totally for spoiler free it's um yeah. Um, I just, you know, I think that they got, I won't tell you how, I mean, you saw they, um, got how they got to the part where they're going to move into the second season. And, you know, I, what I said in my review was, uh, yes, they did reveal itself to be a little bit more grounded in the Marvel element at the end, but only a very small fractional percentage. Yeah. I would say it wasn't even, I don't even know if it was 25% of the overall show, Um which means at minimum 75% of the rest of it was very unmarvel and also insanely trippy, triptastic. And I just, I wanted to, instead of kind of break down, okay, what does it mean? What does it all mean? Um, and a lot of people were getting hung up on the fact that, um, I don't know what it means and I'm confused and, uh, why, why can't they just tell me already? <laughs> And I was like, okay, first of all, it's only eight episodes, so you really absolutely need to like chill out a little bit and let the story unfold. And I think I think Legion did a very good job from the very first episode, which was really a visual treat, like all of them were. But the first episode was very, very, very weird. And I think that was their statement saying, okay, this is what we're going to be. And if you don't like this kind of show, this is your chance to leave. So I don't feel any sorrow for anybody who stood, you know, all the way through it and then said, oh, it's too weird for me. And I they, they didn't get to the point quick enough. And what is the point, really? Uh, I think that's not the show that they're presenting. I think that the show that they're presenting has a through line that's not that difficult to follow. And I think the sides are very clearly delineated. And whether you like understand or like the actual, I guess, nugget of what's happening and what does it mean now and what is wrong with the main character and is he going to improve? They, there's a little bit of that that explains it. And whether you like that or not, it doesn't really matter. That's kind of the show. But. Uh, as far as the forward momentum dramatically, but everything that around that is the central part of the show, which what it really is. It's a visual treat. I think it's meant to be 
um, absorbed uh, that way. And I think you just need to go with it. And what I try to say in the review is, I've been watching television for a really long time. There is nothing like this on television. And I've never seen anything yeah. like this as far as it being so audacious in its visual presentation. And inside of that, if you are into visual presentations and things like that, inside of that, the little puzzles that they connected and the everything from the colors, repeated patterns, um, they were spot on. This wasn't just like, hey, let's roll camera and, and freak everybody out. <laughs> they, they were like, no, we need these patterns to repeat in these times. Um, and I don't think it makes any apologies. I think you would probably agree with this, Jason. It doesn't make any apologies for how, quote unquote, difficult it is to follow. No, I, and I think it's so consistent with what it's doing that I, I said this, I think a couple of weeks ago, that if you, if you have seen enough of this kind of storytelling, I feel like you can hang with it the whole way. Mm-hmm. And if you, mm-hmm. if you're not used to something, if you're somebody who's coming this from the kind of sci-fi and fantasy side, like I am, you can hang with it. If you're somebody who, who really liked Fargo, and it's trying to come at it from the uh, that direction. Yeah, it's going to be trippier. It's going to be stranger. You may need to. Uh, you, I mean, this is a show you have to focus on. You can't be checking your email while you're watching this or playing a game on your on your phone. You need to be watching it. But I think I think you can you will get it eventually. And and like I said, for me, I was like I was able to hang with it. I thought it was weird, but I never thought like like there was stuff that I was baffled by that wasn't addressed fairly quickly and and that I didn't have some theories about as I. I was watching it's like I, I i feel like it totally plays fair we talk about that a lot on this on this podcast do the producers pay play fair legion i think plays fair there are a few things that i would say in the first season that um i'm not sure they set up quite perfectly the um there's some thought about like who the yellow without getting into details who the yellow-eyed monster is mm-hmm. that uh there's a there's a sort of a, a little bit of a reveal there uh, that i felt was not super earned that maybe mm-hmm. it came a little too late without mm-hmm. an, quite enough information like they wanted to keep the surprise and so they they withheld maybe a little too much and i feel like there is a there's a moment with jermaine clement where uh, his character goes from being kind of a man in a in a diving suit in an ice cube it makes sense if you've seen the show, sort of. Uh, and then, and then in in the last couple of episodes, his his status kind of changed dramatically. And uh-huh. I, I I had a, I think it's in episode seven, and I kind of looked like, really? Um, how did that happen? Like it's just yeah. completely unexplained. So I had a couple moments like that where I was like, I I'm not sure you're playing fair right now. But there are very few of them, and uh, it didn't stop me enjoying the ride anymore. I think those are two very good examples of of uh maybe places where you would put an asterisk the first one didn't bother me so much because um i think that reveal or or saying um you know without without spoiling it for anybody else that like um this is an accordion of uh, personalities and and things like that rather than one was okay by me but yeah the thing where jermaine clement's character suddenly i guess i guess he's i guess he's outside of his ice cube now it's like i don't really know how that happened but okay all right i don't know how it happened either i i sometimes you got to go with that i love the fact that he was quote on the astral plane and i was like okay i am totally loving the astral plane part of it because it was the trippiest thing i've ever seen and funny and 
I yeah. love that he was from the 60s and 70s. And he and lives in an poetry. ice cube. And, yeah. And, and, oh and you, you, you have to use the diving uh, bell and all the, like, all the diving gear in order, old-timey diving gear in order to get into and out <laughs> of <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Um. It, yeah. yeah, that was all. That was all really cool. That's a cool. That's a cool character. I mean, I like him. Right. Fly, Flight mm, of the Concord. Yes. So it was He's fun to see him at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, sounds like he'll be back next season, which is great. Again, that's a. I mean, a minor spoil. He isn't like horribly slaughtered in the at the end, and will never <laughs> reappear. Also, although on a fantasy show, even when characters die, you see them again. It's fine. You but see them again. He'll be. Mm. He'll be back in that. That was good too. Yeah. I mean, it, it's. Uh, it was a fun ride. It was not like. I mean, I. I keep feeling like saying that it's a Marvel show and and that it's got this superhero backstory it really kind of does it a disservice because if somebody's turned off by superhero stuff and boy there is a lot of it right in movies and TV these days yeah Legion's not a superhero show it's not no. it is a it, it's a guy who's got like mental powers that have yet to be defined but uh, you know and it comes from superhero source material but there's nothing in that show that says superhero to me at, at all I mean the closest it gets is that there's this group of people with special powers who have a little you know beautiful Beautiful, uh, brilliantly designed, um, uh, glass-walled. Yes, <laughs> it's very modernist. That's very dwell. I love mm, it that. Is, part of it. it is out <laughs> in the forest in Vancouver. But other than that, um, it, it doesn't feel superhero-y at all. It's it's something. It's psychological. I mean, really, it's like what about what if there was a person with horrible psychological problems that that were also made manifest in the world? That's what Legion is, right? It, it mm-hmm. is that, yeah. and it's a combination of like what crazy things happen in in the outside world because of this and also what is happening in his mind and what might that look like and it, it plays fair it does the it does the whole thing i was i i wasn't looking forward to this show really because it was like yeah it's a x-men show and uh but boy uh, what a what a find right i mean it's not surprising yeah. if you think it's noah holly he, he did Far, fargo but um what a what a find as a as a uh, superhero show that isn't a superhero show it's quite just it's so good and for your class that you teach right i mean Oh yeah, this is that, the show. We'll get that next year for sure. There's no doubt. <laughs> like I mean, Mr. Robot, I, this is one of those yeah. where you're like, okay, got it. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, that that <laughs> next semester they're going to get the, that oh. in, in its entirety. There's no doubt about it. And uh, you know, it's 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 funny too because what I was trying to get at in my review is is like you can approach the show from many perspectives, but the one that doesn't work for me is just obsessively trying to figure it out. I think I after the fact, when the show's over, you can go back and rewatch and you can find all these great um, consistencies and you could maybe even look into some theories about mm-hmm. what where it might be going forward or what it all means. But to take the joy of watching every episode each week as it happens because it's taking too long to quote-unquote make sense is those are people watching the show for the wrong reason. And that is, I think that to me was the, the, the clearest thing. It's like, we have a gift here of, um, not only excellent writing and acting, um, and a conceptual bit of smartness that's, uh, you know, pretty rare. But what we have is a visual presentation, unlike anything on television and anything that I think I've ever seen, Twin Peaks included on television. And I was like, okay. More of that because I've never seen it and I love it. And, and then when they gave me more of it and ratcheted up the weirdness a little bit, and I'm thinking specifically about episode six where yeah. Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza, I think is earned herself an Emmy nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, then I look at that and say, yeah, 
Okay, that I love that. So I know that some people do not like that, but I love that. Yeah, I agree. So, it's a little bit like yeah. when I uh, would talk to people about Lost early on, and they would say, I don't really care about the characters. I just want to know about the mystery. I'm like, uh... <laughs> the whole show is about the characters like literally I know it's yeah. a mysterious island and all of that but you know how they have those flashbacks every week that are telling you stories about who these people are and yeah. why they do what they do and like the whole <laughs> show is about that the mystery is there to drive the plot along but the whole show is about learning who these people are and why they are the way they are and you know and, and that's how I and turns out if you were watching Lost just to see get answers to your questions you were going to leave disappointed <laughs> Yeah, no doubt about it. But, you know, but the the character stuff was great. And and Legion is like that. Like, it is, I feel like Legion is fulfilling in terms of its storytelling. But, like, if if you're, I heard somebody uh, was talking about how they thought it was frustrating that the the story wasn't moving along more quickly. And it's like, I cannot envision a more packed eight episodes in terms of content than Legion season one. It's true in terms of, like, story, if you boil it down to a plot synopsis, not as much happened as you might think, but it doesn't mean the episodes weren't completely full of interesting stuff. It just, I guess, I guess people who view it as, as being kind of empty are not seeing all the stuff that appeals to us about it. Right. I think that's, I think that's approaching something that's um, a visual in a more literal sense. Yeah. And that's the problem. And you know what? Different people react to art different ways. And if, mm-hmm. if, uh, if they, if what you want is a really strong storyline to pull you through and watch how the plot mechanics work, uh, the great thing about peak TV is there are lots of shows that do that and do it well. Legion isn't it. That right. it's not. You can do that on the Americans for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's so yeah, there's so many out there. I, I'd say Doctor Who's coming back too, and anything with Stephen Moffat writing it, it's all going to be about a, a machine of a plot. I mean, that's what he right. does, and so mm-hmm. it'll it'll do that for you. But Legion, not so much. It, Legion is beautiful and weird and and puzzly, uh, but not fast moving plot mechanics. It's not why it's there. That's fine. Yeah, I think that the f- I didn't read much of anybody else's reactions after because shocker, I actually had my um, fantasy baseball draft on the same <laughs> night that of the finale, so I was up really late, very yeah. late finishing it. So, um, but I have just seen noticed tweets uh, uh, for people I follow and uh, references that that there had been that complaint that there that it was. Um, uh, they wanted it to be more literal, and and I always just thought like, God, I wish. I wish the perception would be pretty much what you just said. You want that? It's out there. You want this? It's not out there. And this is the one. So watch this one because it's you can find inferior versions of Legion and and they they can become very frustrating because they don't they invest maybe half and half in each and then both of them are unsatisfying. I think uh, I think it, Legion invested a lot in this. Um, really sort of, as I said, audacious attempt to do something visual and television is a visual medium and they pulled that off. So if you were looking for that, uh, that was good. I, am one of my very simple, uh, um, connections that I made was like, it's like, it's like, it's like going through, uh, the museum and you're, you're looking at realistic in realism, paintings and then all of a sudden you slide over into the cubism and the and the abstract expressionism and so if you can't go between those two and, and appreciate both then you should move back into the room where it's all you know still lives <laughs> let's uh should we take a break and then do some mail 
Let's do that. What would our break be, though? Well, it's a it's a commercial break. Woohoo! Because we have a sponsor. I love sponsors. We're bringing back my hopscotch. Our, our sponsor uh, recently is back for another episode. So let me tell you, uh, buying a car can be an enormous pain. Uh, don't walk into a dealership. You, you're thinking, oh my god, what am I going to do? You get the anxiety. You get the, the you put it off. You decide, like I did a few weeks ago, to walk the dog instead of going to a dealership because I just don't want to <laughs> deal with it. Uh, that was a good story. This is what it was. Boy, that was it was a good nice walk. It was good to not mm-hmm. to, to be, get a reprieve in the form of a dog walk. But my hopscotch. Touch.com can change all of that. It's a car buying service that will do it all. They find the right car. They negotiate the price. They handle the trade-in. They handle the financing. They will even handle the warranties. They do all of that stuff for you so you don't have to. They are your agent in the process. You will be thrilled with their services or your money back, guaranteed. They are the ones who will do it all. All you have to do is get the car. It's that easy. You will never buy a car any other way. Here is what you need to do to get my hopscotch. Just go to myhopscotch.com and use promo code TVTalk for 10% off my hopscotch. If you're thinking of buying a car and you are afraid to deal with the hassle of it, consider my hopscotch because they will do it for you. And that's isn't that what the best internet services are all about? Is just there's a person on a website who will take away the thing that you don't want to do. More of that, please. MyHopscotch.com. Yeah. That's the nice. that's our ad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that. More of that. I, I want someone on the internet to take away my planning. I'm no good at planning. You know, I like mm-hmm. I like uh, ordering food on the internet for for delivery mm-hmm. uh, for the same reason, mm-hmm. which is I don't want to talk to the person and have them ho- tell me to hold <laughs> and then hope they get my order right and all of that. I know how to use the internet. Just let me put in things in a box. Yeah, and check the boxes. Uh-huh. And, I don't yeah. want to talk to a human. Don't make me do it. I might start getting my groceries delivered. Yeah, I've tried that a couple of times. That's not bad. That's, that, mm-hmm. It's not bad. Although sometimes they don't have like my Safeway has a grocery delivery thing, and and it works okay. It's it's you have to uh, you have to go in the effort of like shopping via via web browser, and and for me it's like is this the brand that I usually buy, and I have all those kind of <laughs> things. But it can be super convenient. Yeah. I know people in uh, New York do that all the time, right? Because shopping in New York is a huge pain, especially if you don't have a car and you get around by subway. Yeah. You, you can't you can't get like eighty bags of groceries at the store and take it home in a cab. Well, you can, but but it's no it's fun. No yeah, fun. I could I could imagine that's totally true in a dense city. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's do some uh, some quick. Uh, letters from listeners um rob in the 612 this is with baseball season coming back said why does mlb.tv block commercials in their games on their app i'm not upset just curious Mm. Uh, i can answer this although i just noticed today that they changed the uh the commercial break uh video that plays to something much more uh, it's like pretty it's sort of red and blue it's a little animation it used to be like a screensaver where it would just be like commercial break please wait (laughs) and now it's sort of pretty here's here's the idea mlb.tv is you're paying for out of market and all the ads that are on your local tv channel for baseball are paying for in market so the idea there is the people who are advertising on your local uh, on your local team broadcast don't want to reach people outside of their region Right. Meanwhile, Major League Baseball, ha- it's all of their customers are out of the region, so they don't want to give those people free advertising. Instead, what they want to do is sell advertising into those spots. And the reason you see those, you know, commercial break, please wait, is largely because 
kind of surprisingly, Major League Baseball hasn't done as good a job as they probably could at selling their own ads into those spots. Because I have seen ads there before, but they're pretty rare. Um, but that that's the story, is that they don't want to give uh, extra ad views to advertisers in the markets. They're, you know, they, they didn't buy the MLB stream, so they don't get it. Ah. That's, that makes sense to me. That's, yeah. the, that's the short version. I am a little surprised that they haven't, um, like every other streaming video app, maybe because it's it's a $130 purchase, but I'm surprised it isn't wall-to-wall, like, uh, you know, the same ad over and over again, like it is on on uh, on the CW app. But I don't know. But that's the story there. Now, when I imagine that when I uh, use my cable login, to which I can do this year, to watch, uh, like, the Giants locally here in the bay area you can do that now if you're if you you can use your cable login um that i'll see all the ads because that's local that's a local deal and they want you to see the ads because that's how they make their money got it see i knew you could do this because i knew you had this app and you used yeah, it yeah i love that app it'll be tv app so great love it awesome yeah uh let's see amy and- we were lucky to have you i'm just saying we were lucky to have you for that question here's here's that's why i read it is because i knew the answer it's rare that we have a question we know the answer to here but that was one here's one that's going to be i know there's going to be a sad answer here but i hope you have some tips for amy in the 325 because she says okay. is there a tvtm meetup at the atx festival this is my first time going and i'm so excited do you have any tips on how to do atx best so the bad news is we're not going to be at the ATX Festival. I thought this might be the year, but Tim has a commitment, a family commitment, I, so you can't go to Austin in June. I do. Yeah, it was. it's a, it's a heartbreaker for me because I love that festival. And it's funny because after – so I had sort of known that. And uh, after the fact, you were like, hey, I think I can go this year. We should blah, 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 yeah. put it together and can we do a panel? And, all? and I was like, oh, I'm not going. You're like – Yeah, I thought which this is, would be the year. Yeah. But yeah, here's what, um, yeah, here's a tip that I would say. Um, I don't know when she's, if you've already, um, if you've bought tickets for the entire, it's like four days. So I don't know if you have done all of that or if you're just going select days. If you're going to go the whole thing, I would say, and you know, again, maybe you've bought your tickets because it's in June or maybe you haven't. I would say go a day early, you know, arrive a day early. And I would say if there's a closing uh, night party and event that you want to go to, and there usually is, so fly out the next day. Don't fly out that night. Um, don't try to leave early. Um, so if you want to have that whole experience, I would do that. My The best advice I would say is hang out. It's two things. One, walk downtown and around everywhere you can and buy as many tacos uh, and drink as much beer as you possibly can. That is so much fun. Um, look for anybody who has a good uh, uh, guide to food around the Austin area. That's a lot of fun. I would say don't you know spend a lot of time on Sixth Street, the music area. Um, their stuff is fine, but all the other good stuff is around elsewhere. And as far as the events. They're so much fun. And the, if you hang out at the Intercontinental where the, where the, where the party is and where, well, actually the, it's, it's where the center of the ATX festival is. If you hang out there in their little bar area and meeting area and sometimes downstairs there's breakfast and stuff. But if you hang out in the bar area and they have a veranda and all that stuff, you will see lots of people come through who are at the event. It's very casual. The beauty of ATX is that it is just that. You know, it's like David Simon and, you know, Noah Hawley and people just kind of hanging out, uh, right there. There's not a, you can't, you can get to them if you want to talk to them. They're there. Um, 
And that I would say that people do move around to little hotspots um, that are like good restaurants and outdoor places for tacos and drinking and staying up late. And uh, they have a good app that allows you to tell you what's happening and uh, get to know the organizers and the volunteers. They're really nice people. That's, that's basically it. Just have a great time. Eat good food. Have tacos and beers and um, brisket. As much brisket as you can possibly put in your gullet yeah. and if people are interested and, uh, it's, just, it's june 8th through the 11th in austin texas it's atxfestival.com if you want to check it mm-hmm. out i have wanted to go for a while now it looks amazing maybe we will do a tvtm event there at some point but it won't be this year it doesn't mean that there couldn't be a meetup uh maybe people should go on like the facebook page and see if they're going to austin and i'm sure there could be a listener meetup somewhere it just wouldn't be me and tim moises chuyan is down there he'll probably be hanging around who knows maybe david laurel peak down there again uh but uh but we won't be there this time said so no, and moises he's he's like he's like the meat whisperer oh yeah he's the barbecue mm-hmm. whisperer uh, you know who else is a uh food whisperer of austin i have used him many times is jimmy kimmel just a little side tip there uh, uh look at that look at that name dropping i know right <laughs> All right, let's see what else we got here. Um, Jason in the 864 says... A different Jason. Yeah, there's a different Jason. He's in South Carolina. He says, um, what's the deal with Iron Fist? It's not bad, but it's bland. The sort of show that could be on any basic cable network. I'm surprised that it comes from the same family as the other Netflix and Marvel shows. Hearing that from a lot of people, all of my nerdy people are, uh, I'd say... Kind of bored at best, and really, really down on Iron Fist at worst. So I don't know. Go figure. Sometimes they can't all be gems, folks. That's what I say. It's, you know, that's they're not all going to be good. I think I think Marvel corporately decided Iron Fist was going to be a show they did, and so yeah. they did it, and it didn't work out that well. I have never seen. Uh, I have never seen uh, uh, a review. Uh, except for like the deep, deep, deep fan fanboy uh, angle of it that was, that was into the that show. was positive. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a fanboy or fangirl. It's just a say. dud, so far as we can tell. Um, Lewis in the three hundred three wrote in just to say when we get unskippable commercials. We were talking about streaming and TiVo and things like that. When we get unskippable commercials, I will stop watching TV. TV ads are horrible. I don't hate myself that much. This is why they <laughs> let you pay for Hulu without commercials, Lewis. This is why. It's like you'll you'll get it for free or cheap with commercials and pay a little more and don't see the commercials and that's going to be your option or get HBO, which has no commercials. Yeah, you either have to go uh, a commercial-free streaming service uh, or not. But this is how they stop the DVR commercial skipping deal is is this, which is we'll go to a, a future. Um, a future world of streaming and they will have enough control that they can just lock you out from fast forwarding through the commercials and then you're trapped. It's going to happen. Well, yeah. And, and just to, you know, quickly to, uh, I wanted to add, I know we have other, other things to talk about as far as letters, but was that uh, a gentle Columbo? Did you gently Columbo me right there? I kind of gentle Columbo. Yeah, it was a, ooh, a gentle Columbo. It was a little twist. Well, I wanted to add that, you know, we had put so much talk into um, how to cut the cord. And then I, I continued to do some more of that online. And it just continued to, like, blo- uh, like blossom of interest. I think... I think there's still other options and things that I, you know, were I to do a whole piece about it and breaking it down for everybody, which is, 
really too hard. Yeah, um, but the like, it would be of service. Like PlayStation View came up, which everybody thinks just works on Playstations, but it doesn't. And that's another one of these streaming services that's got uh, you know bundles and gives you access to mm-hmm. regional sports networks and things like that. So there are a lot of them. Well, out that there. yeah, that for me is <laughs> even when we were talking about it, I had not done. I didn't know that you didn't need the PlayStation equipment. And that to me is a game changer because. I've done some research and, and I'm not 100% done of all my research, but to me, the game changer is that one because, uh, it has, it has great packages. You get local sports in one of them for 45 bucks. Um, so I can get CSN Bay Area, which is now going to be called NBC Bay Area, yeah. but anyway, it'll, ha- it'll have the Giants and the Warriors and the Sharks, et cetera. <clears throat> um, in the in the $45 package, which is to me is like, wow. And then you can add on other packages, but, one of the keys through that that I that I loved was uh, finding out that it's one of the only services of these uh, streaming only services where you can fast forward and rewind most shows, and you and it's a DV you can attach it to your DVR, which other ones you can't. Um, so sometimes you can't DVR program. I don't understand how that makes sense if you if you if you really want local live sports, and but you're not going to be able to home to, in time to watch the Warriors. It doesn't really work out well for you unless you can record it so those were game changers for me and i and i and i wrote or i tweeted out a little tweet storm about that and i think a lot of people were excited yeah it's uh it's there's it's moving fast right there's a lot going on there but it's something to watch there is. Uh, mm-hmm. i should mention too the cliff in the in the 504 also wrote in to, to point out a feature that i just this is one of those cases where i just didn't bring it up because i thought it was too nerdy but i i then get a letter from somebody saying why didn't you bring this up so the answer is <laughs> yes on modern tivos that you actually can press the d button on most main mainstream channels at the commercial break and it will just skip to where the show picks up again you don't even see the commercials it just jumps right over them oh. because they've got a whole bunch of people in cubicles somewhere who are putting the time codes of when the shows come back from the commercial break. And it's great. It's a fantastic feature. I love it. And it does mean that I literally don't see commercials on anything I've DVR'd. It's an amazing feature. But I, this is why they're going to find ways in the, in the next phase of television, which is going to be completely locked down streaming with apps that are controlled by the providers. This will stop. Because they don't, mm-hmm. they can't yeah. force you to see the ads right now if you've got a DVR, right. and and they mm-hmm. want to force you to see the ads. Yeah, so so they're the taking away of the DVR option is a thing, and yeah. this is why I'm keeping my DVR. Yeah, there's just one reason why I think I'm going to keep yeah. my DVR as long as I and can. I, I was a huge um, TiVo fan, but I ha- when I went to to um, uh, DirecTV, I just used there, so I haven't been using right. that. So you, I went back more, from DirecTV yeah. to Comcast because I needed the fast internet, and I wanted to watch Cal, which is a there's a case of a channel that's on uh, Pac, uh, the Pac-12 network is not on um, on DirecTV, but it's on Comcast, and that that was enough. Those were enough reasons to get me to switch over because I'm a sick, sad person who is a Cal fan. <laughs> well, everybody's got a thing, I know, right? <laughs> uh, but that and that was enough for me. Uh, but but the benefit of coming back to Comcast is I got to buy a TiVo. And uh, it's pretty great, actually, because it does have access to all of those streaming services. Like, I can watch Netflix on on my TiVo. I can watch Amazon on my TiVo. I can watch Hulu on my TiVo. I can actually even season pass shows that are only on streaming, and they show in my list. And I can go, like, um, my wife watches Mindy Project, which is on Hulu, and so it releases weekly. Like we said, Hulu does that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it pops up like there's a new Mindy Project in the TiVo list. Even though it's a Hulu show, it didn't actually record it. It knows there's a new episode. It shows it and if you press play it opens the hulu app and plays it it's pretty great so i'm i'm, I'm pretty wow. happy with it 
Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, that was a good reason to go back to cable in the end. Cal football, not so much, but but TiVo, good reason. That's why the, the, this is so complicated. It's because it has everybody has their own sets of needs, and they are uh, diverse yeah. and complicated. Yeah, and if it's a one, and if you finally build a product that's one size fits all, guess what? That's the most expensive one because it's got everything, <laughs> and that's yeah. not going to do it either. <laughs> right? Exactly. Then you're back to where you were. This one is good. This is from uh, Nanette, who's down the block with Jenny in the six five zero. Okay. And uh, we haven't heard from Jenny. In a no, while. but the, okay. this is good. Yeah. A lot of a lot of tweets from Indy Sarah though, which is great. Um, we love Andy's Fargo's new season opens uh, starts soon I have failed to watch previous seasons I hang my head in shame can I jump in at season three or do I need to catch up on prior seasons first what's the uh, what's the 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 rule here it's clear right oh it's, for- it's pretty clear you can you can jump in every season is different you um you know they're uh, the, uh, they're completely different. They are. It's a anthology season. Um, I'm of course I'm a believer in going from one through on because, but it, it, it's not necessary. The one benefit that you get, which is kind of a, a, like a wink, wink, nod, nod, is that you have the first season of, and this is not giving spoilers away. The first season of uh, Fargo has a couple of winks to the movie. Um, and then the second season of Far- Fargo, uh, reveal that, oh, yeah, if you were paying attention in the first season, they had a couple of winks of what was coming. Um, you know, cause it, it goes back in time, <clears throat> it goes back in time. The basically the first season is semi, semi new. And then the other one goes back into the seventies. But in the first season, they, they talk about these events that happened in the past. And that is the basis for the second season. Totally unnecessary to watch them in order or out of order. Um, although I'm just built that way. But yeah, you can jump right into season three if you haven't watched season one or two yet. And it's fine. Nice. All right. Just a couple more and then we'll go. Um, there's one from Alex who writes, Hey guys, once upon a time, I was ashamed, Alex, triggering a, triggering a series of factual errors on the podcast that eventually sent me into podcast email or purgatory. It's been almost a year now, and I feel like I paid enough penance to write in with a suggestion to cure you of your dilemma from last week, commercials you can't fast forward. In my home, I only own one TV, and it's in the living room. I tend to do a lot of TV viewing in bed before I go to sleep, though, and that means I end up watching a lot of TV on apps on my iPad. Hulu, FX Now, and the CW app all work great, but they have commercial breaks you can't fast forward. Here's my solution. Podcasts. I watch my shows with one headphone in. When the commercials start, I click on the podcast in my ear and listen until the looping proactive (laughs) ad I have to see in every commercial break on the CW app finishes. Podcast then gets turned off. I'm back to finding out what dumb mistake Barry Allen is going to lie about this week on The Flash. It's simple. <laughs> you guys are missing a golden opportunity to market yourselves as the perfect commercial buster. Why worry about fast-forwarding too far or walking out of the room when you can just let Tim and Jason fill in the insufferable gaps in entertainment during your nightly TV viewings? Signed, Atoning wow. Alex in the 732. <laughs> bravo, Alex. Oh, bravo. That Everybody is, listen to serious. Alex. Put yeah. us in your, uh, in your ear holes when you're watching those streaming uh, TV commercials. Atoning Alex. I love that. That is, that is good. It's a hobo Eric. There's an atoning Alex. Uh, I, you know, I love the fact that he's saying, yeah, we're just gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna endure this, but then we multitask. It's, um, it's good. Good way to consume content. Okay. We're going to close it out with, uh, two messages from the plus six one Australia. Ooh. 
Oh, Australia. <laughs> okay. Is one from the tourist ministry saying, Tim, stop saying you won't come. Yeah, and stop saying, <laughs> stop talking about drop bears. We're not telling people about those. Uh, this <laughs> okay. is from, from Graham, who writes, uh, I see Anna Paquin of True Blood is in a new Canadian TV series, Bellevue. Do you know if this is a show worth seeking out? Ooh, I do not. Hmm. No, we'll have to, I've not. We'll have to look into that. I haven't heard of that either. Um, he, and, he, and he asks, and this is a good one, how often do you rewatch TV series? Are there any shows in particular you make a point of rewatching every few years, every so often? Oh, interesting. I, I've been uh, checking out a little Twin Peaks, uh, of course, coming up, um, but that didn't do it for very long. The ones that I that I tend to watch, well, I, I mean, I re- when I reteach shows, I've, I've watched the first season. Right. And, of Fargo many times, um, episodes of West Wing, I'm sorry, uh, West, uh, Mad Men and, uh, Sopranos. Um, I've watched, um, The Honorable Woman a couple times because I teach that. Uh, little, little ones like that. Uh, Fle- Fleabag, I taught this, um, earlier this semester. And, but ones for pleasure that I tend to go back to are comedies because they're easier to oh, digest. Yeah. I love, I'll watch any old Seinfeld or Simpsons yeah. or Parks and Rec or is South really Park. great. Parks and yeah. Rec. Um, uh, I, I can't get enough. If, if I see it, I can't get enough or I'll just put it on sometimes because I have, uh, hard copies of, um, uh, watching uh, 30 Rock. That's, you know, you can never get enough yeah. of that. So yeah. those are the ones that, that I tend to do. Um, I haven't watched, you know what I did? I started to watch, uh, Lost with my kids and we never actually went through that. The one I'm going to try to get them to watch now, um, uh, with me is rewatching Buffy. So I'm yep. going to try to I was going to say it's, a, it's the that. 20th anniversary, right? Mm-hmm. Of Buffy or, yeah. or no, 10th anniversary of Buffy. No, 20th anniversary of Buffy. No, 20th of Buffy. Yeah. 20, you lose mm-hmm. a decade in there. 20th anniversary yeah. of Buffy's premiere. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I go back to that. I go back to that sort of season by season. I watched season one last year, um, and it was great. So that's that's good yeah, stuff. So, yeah. Uh, Graham continues. Keep up the great work, guys. I look forward to the show when it's published every Saturday. From the <laughs> six plus six one, the land of the deadly creatures. Graham, thank you, Graham. Thanks, and the Graham. other note, it's very short. It's not a question. It's just another note from Australia, from Joe in the plus six one, who says, I always look forward to listening to the latest episode of Telly Chat Device every Saturday morning <laughs> here in Australia. Yes. Our, 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 uh, our label, our localized label for Australia, the, the, the Telly Chat yeah. Device. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they switch out the picture on different movies for different yeah. countries. That's ours yeah. says Telly Chat. Yeah, device. on Saturday mornings. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's what we're there for in Australia <laughs> alright well here's how you can reach us uh, you can tweet at us at TVTM that's a great way to get your short questions uh, read on the podcast you can also tweet at me I'm Jay Snell Tim is Bastard Machine on Twitter you can send us an email podcast at tvtalkmachine.com and of course you can visit our Facebook group facebook.com slash tvtalkmachine so many ways to send in questions or references to drop bears or uh, wild ideas about how to uh Distract yourself when the you can't skip the ads. Atoning Alex. <laughs> exactly. Atoning Alex. It's amazing. All right. Well, Tim, so I'm uh, I'm traveling next week, so I think Mr. Lore is going to is going to join you next time. Oh, I'm traveling next week too. Really? Yes. What will happen to the podcast if we're both gone? Oh my god. Well, maybe maybe there will be like a rogue TV talk machine episode next week. <laughs> there could be. 
It's just going to be someone, but not me. Yeah, that's weird. We're going to leave that as a cliffhanger to everybody out there. What sort of episode will happen next week? Maybe it'll just be Moises and uh, and David Lore talking about things. <laughs> that could happen. It's possible. That would be tremendous. That would be wild just to fill hold down the spot. It'll be like a little rebel episode. But until then, thanks to everybody out there for listening. Tim, I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Sounds good. 